Hey, welcome to the Morning Mix podcast. We started this morning by learning what you've learned from TV and movies, which was great. Yeah, we had uh, someone who may or may not have been able to drive a stick ship while swearing. That's right, while swearing the whole time, which is great. <laughs> and then we went from what we learned on TV and movies to talking to an actual TV and movie star because Jennifer Morrison joined us in studio. You know her from House or from Once Upon a Time or from This Is Us. Yes, she's taking on a very uh, light show That's uh, right. where they tackle Odyssey, Handmaid's Tale, and somehow made it a musical yeah. that'll make you cry and laugh. It's all happening at the Goodman Theater. All that and much more right now on the Morning Mix podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winthrop University in North Carolina just signed two high school seniors, Jackson Remick and Gavin Hammond, as the first ever Cornhole Scholarship recipients. They are on a full ride tuition ride to Winthrop University. I have to take the back. A half ride. They get half their tuition paid uh, at Winthrop University to play Cornhole. Both high schoolers say, quote, yeah, we learned how to play Cornhole in bars. One more time on that one. Both high schoolers (laughs) say, yeah, we learned how to play Cornhole in bars. So two high school dudes now have a scholarship for playing bags, a.k.a. cornhole. What else should they offer scholarships for? 217 and many others. For sure, beer pong. You got to yeah, do beer right, pong. Right. That makes sense. 224, I could have gotten one for cafeteria sitting. <laughs> hey, you are you are like elite at just sitting in the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> 773, they should offer scholarships for closet and pantry organization. Oh, So you would submit your high school closet, and if it was very organized, you could qualify for this scholarship. 847, cooking and baking. Yeah. I wonder if those exist. Like, if you were going to, like, Le Cordon Bleu or or Kendall even over here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you get or could you get? I don't know. I'll just say that again. Le Cordon Bleu. (laughs) Is that the one? Or was it Kendall? He's been watching some food network. Yeah, yeah clearly, <laughs> clearly. I think I used to order that at Arby's. Yeah. The Cordon Bleu chicken. Let me get or the chicken Le Cordon Bleu. Yeah. What I like about Le Cordon Bleu in Frenchie is that you just like fall off. Le Cordon Bleu. It's fun. I like it. 815, I wish I could get a scholarship to go back to school for putting up with my current coworkers' poor attitudes. Mm. Hey, we're going to give you the putting up with crap. That's nice. Okay. 847, they should have a nose-picking scholarship. Yeah. Tagline, hey, we'll pick a winner. Oh, yeah. man. I like that the scholarship has a tagline. Yeah. <laughs> 219, they should offer scholarships for yoga. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hey, what about scholarships for people interested in working in the pornography industry? 708. Yeah, why not? It's a not? very difficult submission process. It's not only fans. Yeah. yeah, it's so, yeah. And then the in-person interview is always awkward. <laughs> They should offer scholarships for melted cheese consumption, 847. Oh, 
Okay. You yeah. eat the most melted cheese in the tri-state yeah. area, and we are offering you five thousand dollars a year. Sponsored by Kraft. Come and eat the melted cheese in our cafeteria. Yeah. Yes. Finally, an eight one five. You know what scholarship they should create? A scholarship for the last child in any family going to college because nobody cares anymore about you. Eight one five. Wow. There you go. Watch out. Keep those scholarship ideas coming. We'll make some submissions to the powers that be, and we'll see. Maybe we can get a beer pong scholarship going. If you got a little kid, get that cornhole yeah, game started out. early. You never know where that might lead. It is not a waste of time anymore. Just, I did take them to the bar. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> Check that's your what alleys. These boys did. That's what Jackson and uh, Gavin's parents did. They took yeah. them over to the bar with them. You're not going to believe what my boy can do. Yeah. We're get training. I'll have another beer. Yeah. He's back there yeah. training. Uh, who's in here? Merle? Merle, you want to play the boys? I got 100 bucks. I got 100 bucks on the boys, Merle. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix Podcast. There are presidents all around us every day that you don't realize. Now, sure, we're talking about U.S. presidents today, and that's lovely. But maybe you're the president of the PTA or the president of, you know, a fan club for Joey McIntyre. There's presidents of all sorts of things, including Jen Hi, Jen. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Jen, you're a two-time president. Two-time? I am. Currently, yes. You're currently? Okay. What are you the president of currently? I am the president of our HOA, and I'm also the president of the PTA. Look at this. Oh, the Homeowners Association. That is a double yeah. double duty there. Wow. Now, let me ask you this, Jen. Who's harder on you, the HOA <laughs> or the PTA? Hmm. Um, probably the PTA is the busier, sort of, more taxing job. Okay, wow. Clearly a president who's had some media training. Okay. Exactly. Hang on a second. Now, where do you find the time? I mean, between both of these to be so yeah. presidential. Uh, you make it. You make it. I, I often, I don't get a lot of sleep. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like it. Now, Jen, <laughs> Jen, let me ask you this. You're on the PTA, so I assume you have children. Is that right? I do. Okay, what grade levels are we talking about? High school. High school. Okay, cool. Oh, so, okay. are what are what are those PTA meetings like? What are you guys talking about about boosters and money and things like that? Um, Lord, uh, um, yeah, boosters, money. No, there's also it's also like policy. It's scheduling. Okay. Um, it's parent interest education. Um, wow! Like right now, we're we're trying to figure out our spring education seminar, and are we doing stuff on college, or are we doing another thing on? Like last year, we did a thing where we had a judge and a couple of doctors come in and talk about uh, substance and right. what can happen if you are the one hosting that kind of thing. Wow! Um, we might do something on college this year, uh, so it's more. It's, we do stuff on scheduling, late arrivals. Uh, communication between admin and parents. Um, you need a lot of people yeah. in yeah, your cabinet. There's, there, you need a cabinet full of people to help with all of this. That's yeah. a lot of stuff. Well, and that's how this one's arranged. It's not like the elementary <laughs> PTA. This is a there's the PTA, and then there's what's called the executive council. Whoa. And so that's what I'm in charge of. Yeah, yeah that's like the real deal. So, this is you're, it. Yeah, you're, you're not, not, you're not like planning bingo nights. <laughs> no, they're all elected positions. They're all interviewed. We have a delegate on the school board that goes and just reports on what the school board's doing. Yeah. Now, Jen, so, I'm going to assume you also have a job. Time. Do you have a full-time job also? I do. I, you, I work full-time. What yeah. do you do for a living? 
Um, I am a teacher and a consultant. <laughs> Jen. Oh Jen, Jen, teacher and Jen, a consultant. Take a break. I'm tired yeah, just I, listening I'm to I'm you. Sorry. Just talked uh, me out of being on the PTA. Yeah. And a parent. I'm, so I'm just done. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to offend you, but you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> you're you're doing. And let me ask you one more question, Jen. Which is more stressful? The HOA or the PTA? Like, which one do you dread the meeting more? Going to the PTA meeting or the HOA meeting? I don't dread either, but the PTA is more stressful. The PTA is more stressful. You already, yeah, you're trying to break her. On. She's Look, at, she's a pro, man. She's she not really good. She's you not. Really can't get her you off. Know. Mm-hmm. So who do I you mean, like less? Good people? Yeah. If, it were, if we're not good people, then I might dread it. But there has to be someone on your staff not <laughs> pulling their weight. Is it the treasurer, the secretary? The, the secretary, what kind of role is that? You know what I mean, Jen? You got you to have somebody you know, where you're that, like. That one pulls the weight. There is. But yeah, when when one of your exec members does not pull their weight, that is difficult, and ah. we are dealing with that actually. Real, we're doing. Ah, we're looking at you, yeah. treasurer. Okay, great, Jen. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've already locked it in. Mm-hmm. You're good. Come no, on. congrats, Jen. Thanks so much for calling and taking time out of your presidential <laughs> schedule. We do appreciate it. You're listening to the Morning Mix podcast. Friends in Huntington Beach, California, saved a man's life by doing CPR. They learned how to do it from watching that episode of The Office where they learn you have to do it to the tune and the tempo of Bee Gees staying alive. Very handy mm-hmm. information. And you'll never forget because it's staying alive. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. What it you're trying fits. to do. I learned how to keep my arms warm from Batman Begins. Years later, I learned it was not true, but I learned it. Yeah, yeah. It stuck with me forever. What did you learn from TV or the movies? Hey, Sarah, good morning. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Doing well. What did you learn from TV? Uh, I learned how to mediocrely drive stick shift from Zoe 101 on Nickelodeon. Really? So is there an episode where she learns, or do they just get in a car at no. some point? One of the guys, I can't think of his name right now, but one of the guys uh, learned by smashing grapes with his feet. And <laughs> by, I can't remember what he did with his hands. But there was one time I was in San Diego, California, and borrowed my brother's car, and it was a stick shift. And I looked to my boyfriend at the time, and I said, don't worry. I said, oh, oh, my. What the? Yeah. He was really excited, though. Happy President's Day. <laughs> Hi, oh Brooke. Are you there? We better really trust Brooke. Hi. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you, Brooke. Please abstain from any <laughs> naughty language when telling us a story of what did you learn on TV, Brooke? Oh, uh, I learned on Rizzolian Isles that some small dogs can be allergic to chicken. Oh, look at that. Okay, I'm so you are one okay. of the people watching yeah. Rizzolian Isles. <laughs> and they have a dog on there that gets allergic to chicken? Yeah, it's funny because they think the dog has anxiety, but it turns out that small dogs could be allergic to chicken and there was chicken in her food. And at the time, my roommate's dog was licking her paws a lot, and it turns out that she needed to be taken off of the chicken meal, and she stopped licking her paws. <laughs> what are the odds? This is, this is an array of things we're learning Who here. Knew? Yeah, You drive stick, save your dog from being sick. Mm-hmm. It's great. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Now, Jackie, what did you learn from TV or the movies? Uh, the movie Money Pit taught me how to properly paint. Okay. Oh. So you got Tom Hanks. And who's in that with Shelley you? Long? That, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. And they buy a house. It's like a uh, like an old farmhouse, and it's falling apart. But at one point, they're painting. So there's a scene where they learn to paint, and that taught you how to do it? Uh, well, actually, uh, I can't remember dude's name, but it's the same guy from Die Hard. The the, the blonde, bad, the bad guy, yeah, yeah the yep. bad guy. Hans okay, Gruber. Yeah. Um, Hans Gruber. So, He's the orchestra guy. No, the yep. brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he um, he walks over to a, a painter 
that's doing a horrible job, and he tells them long, smooth strokes, paint, don't tickle, and don't smoke. Okay. <laughs> and that stuck with you. Okay. Because it's it's very true. Uh, if you if you're smoking while painting, the smoke will mix in with the paint and change the color of your walls. Uh-huh. Now, Jackie, so you do you smoke? Don't smoke. <laughs> do I you? Do. You do. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, but no, I painting. don't. But now I know not to. Don't yeah. do it while staining either, because yeah. you can just you blow don't up. Do that. You don't oh want to do goodness. any of that. Yeah. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix podcast. It is time now for the Morning Mix Presidential Trivia Showdown. How well do you know your presidential trivia? Say good morning to Jason. What's up, Jason? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing well, Jason. Where are you from? Uh, Highland Park. Jason in Highland Park. Okay, and you feel confident in your knowledge of U.S. presidents? Yeah, pretty confident. Okay, pretty confident, he says. And I feel like he's even pulling back a little bit. Okay, I think so. He's sandbagging us. So, Jason, stay right there. (laughs) Hi, Katie. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing well. Where are you calling from, Katie? I'm calling from Hammond. From Hammond. Okay, we got Indiana represented today. Katie, uh, how do you feel about the presidents? Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, that's two pretty goods. All right, well, Katie, say good morning to Jason. Good morning. Yep. Yeah, yeah, let's get to it, boss. Yeah, let's go. Let's get going, boss. Let's go. We got Jason and Katie ready to battle it out in the Morning Mix presidential trivia. Now, here's how this is going to work, you guys. I have five questions. Okay. Five questions up, five questions down. Uh, Jason, if you have any sound on in the background, can you turn it off? Sounds like a good little little feedback. Not me. It's not me, boss. Okay. So sure of it. Whoever smelt it, dealt it, I always say. (laughs) I'm going to ask the question. Here's what we'll do. Here's how we're going to do this today. I think we'll go one and. We'll like, ask Jason, and then we'll ask Katie. And then okay, we'll ask Jason, and then we'll ask yeah. Katie. And then five okay? could be the tiebreaker. Five will be if we need it, yep. okay? So, right. Jason, ladies first. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. All right, good. Katie, question yeah. number one for you. Okay. Are you ready? I am. If you get the question correct, Katie, you're going to hear this. If you get it wrong, Katie, you will hear this. Question okay. number one. The presidential home in Washington, D.C. is known as the White House. But do you know which president gave the building its name? Was it A, Rutherford B. Hayes, B, President Theodore Roosevelt, or C, Grover Cleveland? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Roosevelt. She's going with Roosevelt. Final answer? Sure. <laughs> you can put it on the sure, sure. Take it. Look Take at the it. confidence uh, in Katie. Wow. All right. That's right. Nice. Theodore Roosevelt named it the White House in 1905. Wow. There we go. Wow. All right, Katie, hold tight right there. Katie's got one on the board. Got Jason, it. are you ready? I'm ready. All right, this question's for Jason. Jason, the first president to visit all 50 states while in office was what? A, Richard Nixon. B, Harry S. Truman, or C, Gerald R. Ford? Wow. Ooh. Um, let's go with Nixon. Final answer? Final answer. Oh, my gosh. Wow, you guys man. are on really? fire. This is, this is awesome. Yeah, you should see our faces in here. We are no yeah. help to you yeah. at Everybody's all. Everybody's giving Swanee <laughs> and I dirty looks for how hard the questions Seriously. are. Tricky dick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 
That's that's Nixon's nickname. Yeah, yeah. Tricky yeah. Dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. sure is. Oddly yeah. enough, it was also Whip's nickname in college. <laughs> all right, we go back to Katie now. It's one to one. All right, all right. All right, here we go, Katie. The very first president to make an address on the radio <gasps> in 1922 was Warren G. Harding, Woodrow Wilson, or James K. Polk. Mm. Hmm. What year was that again? That would have been 1922. Important detail. Let me know if you need me to use it in a sentence. <laughs> uh, I'm... One more time. Is it Warren G. Harding, Woodrow Wilson, or James K. Polk? Hey. Hey, uh, Warren G. Harding? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Oh, my God. You guys are on fire. Are you guys standing in the Hall of Presidents of Disney World that. right now? Yeah, what is happening? Over, hey, really quick. I really wish it was. Those are really hard. <laughs> yeah, it was. Pretty wild, right? He also had a mistress that he wrote letters to. Watch out. And then he read them on the radio in 1922. Oh, nice. All right, here we go. Back to Jason. Katie is up two to one right now. Jason, here's your second question. Who was the first commander in chief to send an email while in office? Was it Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, or George Bush? It should be Clinton. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You're sure? Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah. That is correct. We got Bill Clinton sent an email to John Glenn, a NASA astronaut who was in space when he received it. Who knew emails would be so important Man. for the Clintons? Yeah. So you guys are tied, which no one planned for. So here's what's going to happen. I have a fifth and final question. You will have to shout it out your name. So you'll go, Jason or Katie. To buzz in. Does that sound good? This is sure. wild. Okay, guys, I'll ask a question. I'll give you the multiple choices, and then you shout it out. Here we go. It is President's Day. According to the Roundup.org, how many Americans are employed in the mattress industry? Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Is it 55,000, <laughs> 62,000, or 75,000? Jason. Oh, I heard Katie. Mm. I heard Katie. Okay, Katie, go ahead. B, 62,000. 62,000 final answer? Sure. <laughs> Jason, is it 55,000 or 75,000? I was going to say 75. Is that your final answer? Yes. Jason got it. Congratulations. Nice. You're listening to the Morning Mix podcast. Apparently, at Mount Everest, we learned on Friday, they are now asking requiring that you bring a poopy bag with because people are pooping along the way and they're just leaving it there and it smells to high heaven where you literally are when you climb that mountain. Yeah, that's true. So we thought it'd be really great if we could meet and chat with some mountain climbers. Good morning, Susan. Hi. Susan, you're a mountain climber. Sure, I'm a mountain climber, but more importantly, I also canoed the rivers of Wisconsin and had to bring a poopy bag with okay, me. Okay, ah. very interesting. Yeah, yes. a little local. Now, so you said you, you had to, so there are rules. I wouldn't know that. There are rules that if you're canoeing that you don't want to leave your uh, poopy doopies along the riverbed? Right. 
Exactly. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's disgusting. Yeah. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this. Let's say you guys are in the river and somebody's got to take a dupe, but you don't want to dock. You know what I mean? You don't want to go. Do they? Oh. How, what do you do? You yeah 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 yeah. Uh, good question. You pull out the booby bag. The booby uh, bag. Yeah. Okay. Great. You just go right yeah, in the bag yeah. then. It's better. It's better for the environment. I mean, yeah. come on. Like Everest, Everest, nothing's going to decompose. I just did a unit on Everest yesterday with one of my students. Oh, wow. And they did not talk about poopy bags on Everest. But the amount of dead bodies that are on yeah. Everest is really sort of crazy and shocking. Like 300 people are. Yeah, it's unbelievable. People are still up there, like mm-hmm. on Everest. Like they can't get them down. But you so, did count. You did climb Mount Elbert in Colorado. Is that right? Yes, and we did not use poopy bags. No poopy bags there. So we reserve those for the river. That's what for they're the river for. In Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Hold on to those. I think and now friends Len. of the river appreciate that. <laughs> and they really do. <laughs> Hi, Len. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? We're doing really well. You summited Mount Kilimanjaro? I did. My man. Wow, now, what's wow. the poop situation on Mount Kilimanjaro? <laughs> uh, well, most of the way up, because Kilimanjaro is a pretty heavily trafficked mountain. There are... What suffices is pit toilets. Basically, there's like a hole in the ground that's okay. got uh, some falling apart wood. But uh, also, I did Orizaba down in Mexico, which is that's the third highest mountain in North America. Whoa! And uh, that that's probably more indicative of of a more remote climb. And basically, space just like when you're trekking, if you're doing like the Appalachian Trail or you're backpacking. If you can't bury it, you pick it up and carry it out. Mm. Oh, if you can't so bury you, it, you gotta carry, carry it. it. Got it. <laughs> right. Now, Len, let so me ask you this. Out. I assume you live here in the Chicago area. I do. How does one who lives in this area train to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? <laughs> A lot of, lot of running because you can't have altitude, obviously. Right. Obviously. And the altitude sickness is the biggest challenge. So uh, what I did, and, and I went in January, so it was very good because in that respect, it's uh, uh, it's a lot of cardio, okay. and it's mm-hmm. also very cold once you get, even though Kilimanjaro is pretty much on the equator, uh, it gets cold on that mountain really fast. I believe it. So, now, uh, on the bus ride over to the mountain, did yeah. people break out into a chorus of Africa by Toto and later Weezer because of the line, sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti? Did that come up? Uh, uh, not in my group, but I'm sure it very well may. There's next time. Next time. Yeah, next, do it yeah. next time. You yeah. start that up next time, all right? Yeah, what a fail. Tell them okay, we, we sent you. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. They do have uh, the porters on the mountain have an excellent uh, song once you complete the climb that they give you that you can find online. That's oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it is. It is. It's in Swahili, so you don't understand a lot of it. But, <laughs> See, that's for uh, Weezer and yeah, Toto. Yeah, you don't have that issue. Right. No Swahili there to be found. That's yeah, really it's, impressive. It's, uh, pretty cool. Pretty now, cool. would you ever try Mount Everest? Is that anything that you've thought about or would be interested in doing with your life? Uh, I'm already a bit advanced in years, so no, I would not. Yeah. You already About did kill him in Yeah, 20,000 feet is a good limit for me. Yeah, that's what they uh, say. There's more. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot more. Uh, testing one, two, one, two. Sound check. Sound check. This is Nikki's sound check on the morning mix.
So we just played Ed Sheeran there. And uh, I believe Whip and Chris, were you guys both at that show at Soldier Field? Oh, yeah, that together. He was at, yeah. Where yeah. Was it one of them. He broke a record because yeah, it was like 73,000 yep, yeah. 73, people. So Taylor breaking records all over the place and breaking her own records because she recently played a couple shows in Australia. Played for a total of 288,000 people, three shows. Yeah. That's about 96,000 people a show. That's okay? crazy. Right. So for us, that's like a Soldier Field and then add on a United Center sold out. Yeah. Isn't that just crazy? That's it is wild. It's like the first time I've ever seen somebody where it looks like there's just an unlimited number of people yeah. who will go see her. Like she could do as many as she wanted in the biggest places she wanted and it would be full. Yeah, you yeah. said that when she was here. Like she yeah. could have done 10 nights if she wanted. Well, or 30. And you wouldn't have feel it. it. Yep. And when you guys were at Ed Sheeran, I'm sure you're like, holy cow, this is, a lot of, this is like a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure and then the fact that you're throwing on, again, a sold out United Center show on top of that. It's just the the amount of people is just And multiplying by three. Yeah. Three nights there. Three nights. So uh, very good. Another big record there by Taylor. It's crazy there's a stadium big enough for almost 100,000 people like that. Well, they get some of the, I think, like the, the big house in U of M. I think that's like Michigan. over 100,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, Enough sorry. about that. I, I ignore uh, them, Nikki, by, <laughs> by rote. I like that's, how you trick Nikki into giving Michigan did, some yeah. kind of uh, credit. <laughs> that's what I've Let's done. talk about the basketball game this weekend. Anyway, okay, Usher uh, recently recalled he won a bidding war over Bieber. This is so funny. So apparently when Bieber kind of came onto the scene, Timberlake and yeah. Usher both had an interest in him. And so, uh, you know, Timberlake was, you know, had the NSYNC team going on. He's got, he was working with Pharrell at the time. And then you've got, um, you've got Usher who was working with Scooter Braun going back to Taylor. So at the end, Usher ended up quote winning because Bieber ended up signing with Scooter. So the only thing that's interesting about that is the story's coming out right after Bieber didn't perform with him. Do the halftime show You know what I mean? Like, I guess he, you know, like we said, he, he wasn't feeling great. He did have a show, you know, he, he was diagnosed, obviously. He was sick, but he had that kind of warm-up show we all thought, which was going to be that a show happen. leading to the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, Usher was the one that won that. Uh, and then uh, food. We all love food. We love artists. We love O-Rod. O-Rod is getting her own cookie. From Crumbles. Oh, okay. So, yes, the O-Rod cookie. The Olivia Rodrigo Guts cookie. Is it going to yeah. have sour, like, things on it? Probably. It's going to be purple with, uh, like, a triple berry jam, light buttercream, sprinkles. It's going to be carried throughout. So oh they God. are launching this, but not all the cities have it. Like, I was checking some of the Crumbles around yeah. here. Nothing yet. Oh. So I think they're going to kind of launch it in different cities, probably when she's in town. Oh, yeah. Of course, and then yeah. by the end of the whole tour, that's when everyone will get it. So look for that. What are her fans called? Like, you have Swifties, you have Shirios. Are they, like, O-Rodians or... I- hmm. O-Rods? I'm, I'm trying to come up with something gutters. clever. Gutters. Gutters. Sour. Okay. <laughs> oh. O's hoes. Yeah. That shouldn't be Oh, it. man. No, that would be mean. That's so not it. everyone will be able to have a, a bite of, of guts at some point around August 19th to the 24th. That's when the whole nation should get them from Crumble. Can't wait. Yeah. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix Podcast. Jennifer Morrison, who has joined us in the studio. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry. Hi, good morning. We were chatting. I didn't get our... Late show music there ready. We here we are. Now we have a guest in the studio. <laughs> so you're here because you're doing a play at the Goodman Theater just up the street. I am. That's amazing. Thank you. Now I'm we, very excited. You should be. The show sounds amazing. You are just telling us a little bit off air about how intense and a, there's a lot of work to be done for this show. You guys open March 2nd. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Yes. It's coming. We do start March 2nd. Opening opening is March 11th. We okay. We March 31st. But um, yeah, it's called the Penelopead and it's a remix of um, Homer's odyssey basically yeah. but wow. from the perspective yeah very light <laughs> yeah um, but from the perspective of his wife penelope who was left yeah. behind and she is sort of pushing forward the 12 maids who were 
her most like trusted helpers and okay. people that she really became close to during the time that he was away. Um, and they were kind of forgotten in the story. So she, Margaret Atwood, who wrote the novel, which then she adapted into this play, was really trying to push forward the forgotten people in the stories, you know. And so yeah. um, it's really incredible what all of these women went through. And it's very tragic in the end what ultimately is their end. No spoilers. Hang on. It's yeah. you kind of know from the start. I can say that because you kind of know from the start that's not going to end well. But um <laughs> But we say that here every morning at 5 30. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much. Well, it's unspoken but yeah, understood. Yeah. But we all know. Well. Okay, wait. So it's Odyssey, yeah. Handmaid's Tale, and Musical. Basically, yes. So I haven't gotten to the musical yet. Um, yet. Yeah. They are not advertising this as a musical, but there are 19 original songs. Oh, my it. gosh. Yeah. And so Margaret Atwood, when she wrote it, really left a lot of space for how to handle these sort of Greek chorus moments yeah. that the that maids have with Penelope. And what Susan Booth, who is just incredible, who's the artistic director at The Goodman, who she's also directing this production, um, she just envisioned it in a way where everyone was able to highlight their unique personalities through dance and through music and also making sure that all 12 of these women were highlighted in a way that was really extraordinary. And she cast the most incredible 12 women. I am so blown away by everybody in this cast. Also, like... They're just on the fly learning dances, music, music and dances, mixing. There's like work on silks and sort of oh, oh, cool. moments. Oh, my gosh. This show has it's got everything. everything. Yeah. So, but it's also wildly grounded. Like, so all this big visual stuff is happening around it. But the story itself is very grounded and okay. I think very relatable. Um, and... It really kind of relates to some awful stuff that's going on in the world right now. Yeah. You know, so it's it's very relevant. Um, but at the same time, I don't, none of this is going to make sense if you haven't seen it. But it's also hilarious. So, it, like, <laughs> so hang on. Let's back up real quick. We've got, oh, hang on. It's Homer's <laughs> Odyssey. Right. Uh-huh. From the perspective of his wife, Penelope. Yeah. There's music involved. We have people on silks. There's yeah. acrobats. Ish. Uh, ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work. From the author and, of and Handmaid's Tale. From the author insane. of the Handmaid's Tale. Beautiful dancing, yeah. beautiful music, beautiful singing, and a tragic ending, but it's hilarious but it's on hilarious. the way. So, okay. Jennifer and I, uh, you guys may remember, like a year and a half ago, when my high school, Prospect High School, actually our high school, yes. they did their alumni honorees, mm-hmm. right? We were both there. We got to be inducted at the same time. Yes. And it was really fun being me in this situation because you're a Hollywood star and <laughs> yeah. I'm this guy. And so we'd be there and they'd be like, Chris, could you move to the left a little bit? No, we need to get Jennifer on. in the- <laughs> No, it was fine. And so all that to say, you're from here and it's so cool that you're now at the Goodman. I know you've done, you know, obviously major movies and massive TV shows. Um, she's Cassidy. That's right. Calm down. <laughs> like, hello. Well, we're going to get there. But you're on stage at the Goodman. What I love about the Goodman and all of the other theaters here is it's Chicago actors in these shows as well. Yes. So instead of, and it's no offense meant to those big shows that come into town with all these people, you're seeing actual Chicago actors yes. on stage. With other people from in and out of the state, but still, it's really exciting to see that. Yeah, and also, this is really, without getting too emotional about it, really is one of my greatest dreams come true. To be it at the Goodman? It really yeah. is. I, you know, we when we were kids, we would come and see the Christmas show there every year, and we would go on field trips to see shows there, and I was in the process of falling in love with storytelling and falling in love with acting and the idea of someday directing 
while I was going to shows at the Goodman. Yeah. And so you that's what I was dreaming of doing. And my sister was actually in town recently, and we went to lunch. And as we were walking back from lunch to the theater, and we turned the corner, and she saw the Goodman marquee. Sorry, it makes me feel like crying. Aww. She just started crying because she was like, this was the dream. Like, this has been your dream since you were a little girl. Oh, that's so cool. So, sorry to get <laughs> No, this is great. Amazing. This is amazing. This is what it's all about. This morning, so it upsets, you no, awesome. it upsets you greatly? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but it really is. Oh, and, that's so cool. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's just such a special thing to think. I started dreaming this as such a young person. Yeah, and to have been so lucky to have all the experiences that I have had, but then to have this moment where I get to come home and yeah. be in the exact place that I dreamt of this moment in my life, um, and to share it with just such extraordinary women has just been. It's it's there's nothing that compares. I think it's cool because we have so many young people who listen to the show who then, you know, probably want to move to Hollywood and be a star and do all these things. And now to hear you say, I've done all that. And then I come back here and I have Mm -hmm. this amazing emotional connection to a thing that was here all along. is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But if we were to look at some of the big Hollywood things, (laughs) I always wonder about you if you're walking down the street, because in in an amazing way, you've been in so many things. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching Warrior the other night. I forgot you're in that. (laughs) And I, I love that movie. Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton, and Jennifer. They're brothers, but they're also like in this UFC tournament. And they, oh my God, the brother. It's crazy. It's a great movie. But I forgot you were in it literally until you popped up. And yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot she's in this. <laughs> yeah. So when you're walking down the street, what do most people shout at you about? Is it, it depends on what's on what streamer now. It, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because everything's changed. You know, I, I've been in this business long enough to have really lived through all the different phases of things that have been happening and go from before streaming to after streaming and how different and before social media to after social media, which makes everything different yeah. as well. You were actually on like three of the kind of last of their kind network shows with once upon a time house and then this is us was like the last massively successful network show right yeah and how i met your mother yeah yeah those are the two yeah so it was like it was it it's been interesting and it was also interesting because house was pre social media and once upon a time was during the birth of social media basically so it was two very different experiences um, so, you know, when, when we were actually doing once upon a time, that was what most people would recognize me for. Um, occasionally someone would come up about house, but house now moves from so many different streamers, um, that house is really what most people come up to me about right now. Interesting. Um, it's just been very present on streamers hmm. that it's on. I don't, I can't even keep up with where it is, but I, but Thank God people get to rewatch things. Um, That's funny to me. I would, just, I would think cause you're in it. You would, I don't know, get an email. They're like, Hey, it's going to be on this thing now, but no. You I just might have. Uh, no, I, <laughs> we get a lot of emails. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Tickets to everything. Yeah. I mean, she's just trying to have lunch, and she's being IMDb'd all the time. The whole time. You know, it's like yeah. that is that's the, what's happening. Yeah. Do you have that? You see people, and they're like looking at their phone, and looking at you, and looking at their phone, <laughs> like, looking at you. I know like, she's. I know, I know, I know, I know her she, face. I know she's in this. Wait yeah. a second. Yeah, I've, I I kind of just put blinders on. I I really feel so lucky to do what I do. It's such a weird part of what I do, and it wasn't why I got into it. At yeah, all. it wasn't the point. Um, but I also really appreciate that people love stuff. You know, it's like yeah. it's why I get to keep doing what I do. And honestly, I've I recently really been grateful that people have been so supportive of how diverse my interests are because I've done shows that are really different from each other and then I jump to theater and then I go to direct and the fact that people have continued to support the work that I do and continue to show up for it even though I haven't been like kind of putting myself in one box or one lane it really means a lot to me because that's what my heart's desire has been and the fact that that's been supported is just incredible that's great 
I just have a general question about, yeah. so you're doing your shows, it looks like March 2nd will be the first day for, yeah. for at the Goodman. So now you, you have matinees. You have a 2 p.m. and then some 7 p.m. How do you do that? I've always wondered. So yeah. I'll go see a show at 2 and I'm like exhausted. I've cried. I'm, I'm, and I'm like, I'm exhausted watching it. How do you do it again? Yeah, I usually sleep between those shows. So, really? And I don't usually leave the theater. I'll see what happens. Every just, show's different. Um, just lay down in the front row and yeah. zonk out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they usually give, I don't know what the Goodman does, but at least in New York, you usually get given a little cot. She going to get a cot? <laughs> The Goodman's in the other room. They nodded. You're going to get a cop. Excellent. Thank you. Um, okay, we got I a cop. Also, I can sleep on a yoga mat on the floor, so I can sleep anywhere. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so usually you get a little caught. And so I will kind of, I will finish the show. I'll go say hi to whoever came to see mm-hmm. the show. I'll usually like wash my face. I basically kind of restart my day. Wow. wow. And so then I'll go back to sleep and I'll sleep usually with some sort of like guided meditation for like however long I have. It depends on how much time is between 30 to 45. Whip know. uses Taylor Swift's all too well, mm-hmm. the long I version. I love Taylor Swift. Something to Swift. recommend. I think I should. It's a great, na- it's a great it's nap. It's a great nap song. If, you, if you're not asleep by the end of it, 10 minutes, you know that you're having a little too much stress. <laughs> you know you have another show in an hour. Yeah. You shouldn't be losing that Seriously. much sleep. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So then I wake up and I start over. So like I wake up, I do a little bit of yoga, I stretch, I re-warm up my voice. So it's like I kind Man. of like trick my brain into like oh we God. restarted See, the day this is why people are successful because she's yeah. doing all this you know, know what i mean i was like, like do you get lunch look at like the yeah i literally like you have like a hot dog how many martinis do you have in yeah like, can you drink you're not drinking oh, no Dang. i don't i don't drink at all when i'm doing doing theater. a show yeah see no. this is why i got out Neither of the business do we. Yeah, this is why we're not drinking yeah. right now i guess i should say it depends on the show and the, what's going on in my life <laughs> i i I there have? is a cast out there that would be like, you're totally lying. Yeah, she's a liar. Um, that's we a have lie them online, for, too. That's a lie fact. for one show that I did. But besides that show, it's not a lie. Well, Jennifer, thanks for joining us in studio. It's really nice to see you again in real life. Thank you. Thanks this for having great. me. This was so cool. If you want to see Jennifer Morrison in real life, you can at the Goodman Theater, the Penelope ad. Yeah. Get it? Nailed that's it. That's right. Preview start March 2nd. Get your tickets right now at GoodmanTheater.org. They're on sale right now, so you can lock it down. Go see a matinee, and then the same night, go see the evening <laughs> show. And then you can judge whether or not she had the nap in the middle or if she went drinking. And you'll know. Oh, she slept. Is that? You're like, ah, oh, she didn't sleep well on that one. Oh, my God. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank this you is awesome. so much. So happy to be here. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right, thank you for joining us for the Morning Mix podcast. Make sure you rate, review, like, and follow this podcast. You can also follow us on social at 1019 Mix Chicago. And we will see you tomorrow on the Morning Mix.